0: Welcome back to another episode of the Hillbilly and the Hipster. I am the aforementioned hillbilly, coming to you from Owensboro, Kentucky, where I'm finally back to work. I feel like a productive member of society. I'm excited and raring to go. What about you?
1: It's about time you got a job, as you know. Your youngest child questioned you all the time you were in ministry, Dad. When you're going to get a real job? <laughs>
0: If I heard, Dad, when are you going to get a job? One more time from my five-year-old, I may have lost my mind.
1: <laughs> well, I'm Chad McCool, and I am the uh, supposed hipster in this <laughs> in this endeavor. Although some days I wake up and I think I'm the angry old man, and I'm not really the hipster anymore. Um... Same <laughs> thing. Well, Andy, I I, uh, I realized a couple of things that we now have an official friend of the show who we have
0: a friend of the show
1: vindicated you in your uh, fake cartoon. Yes, that I swore was a fake cartoon when oh, we got when we free. finished recording. So,
0: yeah, shout out to to Brandon. Uh, I've known him for a while, so when he when he hit me up with that, I got way too excited. My wife who already thinks I'm an idiot was like, why are you screaming? Like there was no sports on. It was just me. And I was like, Brandon has seen this cartoon. And she was like, well, good for him. And I was like, no, no, (laughs) I've seen that cartoon. And then she again goes, good for you. Why are you yelling? I go, because Chad thought I was stupid. (laughs)
1: it's okay that she thinks you're stupid just that i don't think you're stupid and and i yelled a little bit when you sent me that because i'm like wow we have somebody who admits to listening to this thing so
0: hey welcome thank you brandon friend of the show
1: so shout out to brandon and i know there's a couple of other folks who according to statistics english is hard according to statistics are um listening to multiple episodes so for all you all that, that are going to care about this, I have some breaking news, Andy. Oh, cue the breaking news music. And the breaking news is that we are now on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Hey, oh. And whenever you figure out how to work a computer and fix our logo, we will be on Apple Podcasts. And then your wife can finally listen to us when we're on Apple because we will have a real podcast.
0: One, that's exciting. I'm pumped about that. Uh, Two, yeah, computers are hard. (laughs) It's a good and a bad. Like I would love for my wife to listen because she likes when I make a fool out of myself. And also she likes to tell me sometimes when I'm wrong. But then also there's going to come a time I'm going to say something or I'm going to crack a joke. And then a few days later when it goes live and she listens to it, it's going to come back to bite me. Mm
1: -hmm. Are you watching Um, TV while we're recording this? No, I'm not. Oh, I saw flashing lights in your glasses No, I mean on the video screen. The
0: way that I'm sitting, it's not in front of me. It's it's more or less to keep Cedar distracted. It's like I
1: want your whole attention on me, not TV. Um. I'm used
0: to Ashley like, Oh, I've used your name. I'm used to Ashley uh, coming at me for my jokes because about once every other sermon I would preach, I, you would audibly hear her eyes roll from the pulpit. <laughs> I'd, I'd fill in and do, do, you know, big church. And I would crack a joke that either she had read my manuscript before and was like, "Don't don't say that. Or I just knew in the back of my head, like, she doesn't want me to say this. But, of course, I'm a man, and I do what I want, and I say it, and, like, you could just hear her head drop and her eyes roll. Sounds a
1: little, I mean, little bit like the patriarchy. Dance. Do what? It sounds a little bit like the patriarchy. Well, welcome
0: to my life, man.
1: <laughs> All right, Andy, so since we've got, like, right now, then we almost have a full podcast. We almost have a real podcast. So right now we have, like, a, a semi-pro podcast.
0: I feel like um, where we should play the mommy wow i'm a big kid now song?
1: well i mean we're in the, we're running in the same waters with joe rogan right <laughs> joe rogan's podcast i believe i might be wrong on this but it's it's either the most downloaded or pretty much up there as one of the top five most downloaded podcasts we're and coming they paid him buku dollars to be exclusively on spotify so we're running in the same waters with joe rogan how do we get joe rogan money there's my question for you when we start getting in all that podcast money the decadence and the debauchery that comes from podcast money we're just we're just you know making snow angels and dollars or crypto whatever it is whatever the kids are using as currency these days so we get we got a sponsor right let's say we have a sponsor what do you want like what kind of sponsor do you want because you know if we get a sponsor we're getting free swag right? That's the whole point of doing these podcasts is to be filthy rich from all this podcast money, not lay out the 14 bucks we shelled out last month to just try to make this thing legit. Um, um, What what, what would what what do you want? What what would make this real? What would what would be the ultimate swag that Andy could get from all the podcast decadence that we're going to get now that we're real?
0: Um, For those who can't see our faces, which is everyone, we in no way assume that we're going to make Joe Rogan money or anywhere. Like we're going to, if we make 50 cents a piece, (laughs) win. Um, No, I was, I actually thought about this the other day because I was talking to a guy at work and he was like, you have a podcast, do you get paid? And I was like, (laughs) no. Um, But my son just turned nine, my oldest, which makes me want to cry. But uh he wanted Chick-fil-A for dinner, like that was his birthday dinner. Uh I'd be good with you know the holy bird sponsoring us. You just want to be swimming in Chick-fil-A,
1: endless well, Chick-fil-A.
0: They have some pretty funny shirts and hats, and I'm a I'm a hat guy, so you know.
1: No, I, I know you too well. You want the cow costume.
0: I, I, I would if they would let me in Owensboro, Kentucky. Look, Chick-fil-A or somebody in Owensboro that's listening that has pull with Chick-fil-A. Brandon,
1: if you've got pull with Chick-fil-A in
0: Owensboro. He's he's not in Owensboro, I don't believe. (laughs) But maybe he knows somebody. If you can get me like a Saturday afternoon where they will let me come in and dress up as the cow and dance on the road, like I'm in. I am in. So I dressed up in high school. We had this event called Celebrate the Child. I don't really know what it was. It was just this family event, come play games, get free stuff. Uh, It was a community event, you know, and so then they would always get high schoolers to come and do the stuff that adults didn't want to do. And one of those things was dress up as sponsors, mascots. And we have a Purdue plant, like Purdue chicken. Oh, yeah. uh, In my hometown. And so they sent a chicken costume. And I dressed up as the chicken all day, like refused to take it off. Um, And we made a time capsule that I'm pretty sure is going to be open soon, if it hasn't already. And so somewhere in that time capsule is a note that was like, why are you eating me? Love the chicken. (laughs) So I'm in, like, anybody that wants to sponsor us that has a mascot costume, if you want to hook me up with a costume... I'm in. This Halloween for the second year in a row I'm going as the Macho Man Randy Savage. One because it's awesome and two because it's going to embarrass
1: my kids. This is where the title of this thing works cuz you're you only care about podcast sponsorships so you can go, "Hey everybody, watch this." And and I'm thinking I'm like maybe we can get some books or I can get some pencils or journals out of it and some fancy leather bag to put it in. So maybe this is aptly named after all. Hold my root beer and watch what I can do. (laughs) Oh, Spoken like a good Southern Baptist boy. (laughs) right.
0: it happens. So what's new, man? What's going on?
1: Oh, nothing. You know, same old, same old. Just the ins and outs of... uh, day-to-day ministry and you know just really been been good been doing some outreach with with the neighborhood where we reside and and having some really good positive feedback from that and you know just uh just trying to keep my head above water how about you new job how's that going
0: um yeah so it's not a ministry job although i say that everything i
1: think it i think it is
0: it's a ministry job. Um, so I work for the Department of Corrections uh, as a, a parole officer now. I think I can say that. I hope I can say that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. find
1: out if you're looking for a new job next week. Right.
0: So, uh, yeah, you know, just you know, I'm going to look at it. I, you know, I'm going to obviously do what I have to do. But, uh, you know, I made it very clear, like, I'm going to look at everybody that comes in my doors through a Genesis one view. Like, you know, we all deserve respect and love, and let's let's help where we can. And so, you know, I'm real excited. Um, You know, we we still church shopping. Um, I've got my resume in at a few churches, so we'll hopefully we'll get that going. We'll see what God has. But yes, exciting things at the nest, man.
1: I I spent the uh, most of the day yesterday at a local Christian university looking for an intern. Um, and that was a that was kind of a, an interesting endeavor because I was sandwiched between um, a group of uh, represent fellowship of Christian athletes with a very attractive young woman <laughs> standing behind a table, and everybody was flocking to her. And on the other side of me was a, a very prominent megachurch in this area that had tons of swag and so they saw pretty swag. people
0: wife and then there's you
1: (laughs) it was me with the michael scott thunder mifflin at the job fair table with a couple of t-shirts and the and the baptist faith and message i had one kid who took the 2000 baptist faith and message because he wanted to read it awesome I told you what to do: kick the basketball, <laughs>
0: grab the mic, and just go until they call security.
1: Plus, it was a hundred degrees outside in the shade, so it was a it was a good time. But I had some really good conversations with a couple of uh, you, know, the, you know probably about a dozen, a dozen college age you know college students who were had a, it was great to see that they they truly had a, a call to to serve families to to serve students and a call to ministry. So we'll see. God will take that and we'll see what happens with that.
0: Awesome, man. I'm excited for you. I'll be be interested to see how that goes moving forward.
1: So interacting with these young folks yesterday, I I remembered uh, interacting with, you know, the last time I really had a, a, I I have a young adult ministry where I'm serving now, but I was really kind of uh, engaged with a group of college students there and where we were in West Central Indiana. And and I realized that um, I was trying to think about how they communicate and everything I read, you know, about social media and everything that they're not using Facebook, except a group of kids I engaged with. That's all they used was Facebook. And I didn't know if it was because everything comes late to West Central Indiana or they were just a weird group of kids.
0: uh, Why not both?
1: (laughs) So let's talk about social media. And I want to talk about maybe uh, social media and pastors. Should pastors in particular engage in social media?
0: So when when we found out we were talking about this, I just laughed, right? Because one, everybody's going to come to their own means to an end, I guess, if that's the right way to put it, their own decision. Absolutely. Uh, but I giggle because I just have the feeling, because we are in opposite ends of ministry, that we have totally different answers to this.
1: And we probably do. And and my answers changed. If we recorded this episode a couple of years ago, I probably would have had a, I'd be on the opposite side of the fence that I'm on now. And I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I, you know, and, and I'll admit at a time when I was in ministry and engaged on social media, like I wanted to be that guy. And I realized that's when it became problematic. Like I I wanted to, I was trying to Yoda tweet and send out those things of encouragement. And, you know, and and then I realized one day, um, who cares about my hot takes or or what books I'm reading or that very, you know, third time's a charm, calculated photograph of my Sunday night before preaching at my last minute, you know, sermon prep on the sunset on my patio.
0: Sometimes I wish that pastors would think like that. Um the, the Yoda tweet, the hot takes, the the people that just poke the bear to poke the bear. Um, that that tries my patience.
1: And I and I I I think I could say this without getting in any trouble. I, I used to serve alongside a gentleman that I, I don't know how he did anything else because I um he spent an awful lot of time on social media and i never understood how he did any pastoring and i i did kind of teach him about how you can uh schedule tweets and he wasn't about that he just spent about eight hours a day on twitter while he was doing everything else and it was it was just odd to me like how how are you ministering to your people um you know to the flock you have if you're so engaged with everybody in this on social media and he. His argument was that that's what he was doing, right? He was he was engaging with people, he was evangelizing to you know to the interwebs, and uh, not his own people.
0: Yeah, so I think there is a time and a place for it. So, like, I I was a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Every social media account I have, some I use more than others.
1: Do you want the shameless plug?
0: I'll get there. Trust me, it's. <laughs> But every social media account I have is because of ministry. So sure. I started children's ministry, and I was told like, "Hey, if you want to connect with parents, Facebook and Twitter, you gotta have both." So I got a Twitter, right? And so then I started using Twitter. Uh, you know, now you, you want to, yeah. You know, then you know, I left and became a youth pastor, uh, and then went on into family ministry. Which realistically, they're all the same thing: family, youth, kids. Um, but you know you gotta have Instagram now, and you gotta have you gotta have Twitter, and you gotta have this, and you gotta have the TikTok. And the reason I know that you gotta have the TikTok is because one day uh, in my ministry, this this she I, I don't know she's a little girl to me. She's a freshman now, but she was in sixth grade, and she goes, "Hey Andy, do you have TikTok?" And I was like, "Sweetheart, I don't know what TikTok is."
1: <laughs> you mean the way clocks go, TikTok?
0: Right. Like, I know what a, a clock is. Uh, And she was like, well, give me your phone. And then she downloaded TikTok and created my account and was like, name it and use it. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, But for those of you who are on the TikTok, uh, hashtag shameless plug. uh, I am YP underscore Andy on the TikTok, you know. Um, I don't do a lot of serious videos. There is a lot of like just stupidity from my own brain. On that, but as a youth pastor, those are good tools, I think, to have in your belt. Maybe not to spend eight hours a day on, right? Um, but they're good tools to have in your belt because they do connect you with people. Um, but like any good tool, there needs to be safety, right? Um, like a nail gun if you give me a nail gun. I question your sanity because I am not mature enough for a nail guy. You're shooting yourself
1: in the foot or somebody else?
0: I'm shooting somebody else. Most You remember Happy Gilmore where they shot the guy in the head with a nail?
1: Again, another movie I've never seen. We'll just continue the controversial hot takes of the movies I have not seen on this podcast.
0: I thought I was bad with movies I haven't seen. Good night.
1: I know enough of it. That's the golf movie, right?
0: Yes. But like there's this giant of a man and they end up shooting him in the head with a, with a nail like that's me. I'm shooting the guy in the head, not meaning to. Um but yeah. But there is like if that safety isn't put into place, you can get in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I think about you could and in and, and I think I've seen I've known some people who you know, maybe they made a hot take on, on, you know, a podcast I listened to, uh, the one guy just said, they just had an episode where he had some, you know, answered one of those questions on Twitter where it's like, you know, say what's, what's your most controversial statement or something that, you know, you don't like that everybody else does. And he said that the, the chosen, the, the Christian video series, the TV series about the disciples and Jesus, I think said, so
0: I haven't seen it.
1: He said the Chosen was hot garbage and uh, they came for him. And then I guess the Chosen came for him with their own Twitter account and all their army of minions followed him. So, I mean, it was just and he had a legitimate reason why it was when he broke it down, why he said it's hot garbage and, and some some concerns. But I think it's some some of that stuff when I think about uh you know there's parts of like Proverbs 18. And I think Proverbs 18 too says that a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And it seems like so many people on, especially on, on the Bird app on Twitter, that um, you know, they sort of magnify that kind of foolishness that they just want to share, right? And we all do. I think that's the social media thing. And I, I was guilty of this back in the day when I was on all the socials, right? We want to share our opinion, but we don't want to listen. You know, we don't want to understand. We just want to be heard. Right. And sometimes that's a a hot take and a poke the bear. And sometimes it's just like, I think that I have the best uh, take on this, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever this is. And I'm just going to word dump it into the world. And and then I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> don't, don't at me, bro.
0: Yeah, so, to piggybang off that, like, now I'm going to sound like an angry old man. Like, I think part of the reason that, like, the world has lost civility, is that a word, civility?
1: I believe it is now. The ability The mighty big word for the hillbilly.
0: Right, I mean, I, I learned some, I, they learned me good here. Um, but uh, the ability to be civil has been lost within the world, Uh, especially here in the United States because of social media. And I say that because I can type whatever I want with no repercussions.
1: Right? Yes. And then my 50 followers think I'm a rock star. So they want to hear what I have to say. You tweet something and I don't like it. I can come at you with the force of whatever. That I'd never say to your face.
0: But yeah, that I would never, out of fear of, one, you wouldn't like me, uh, two, you would punch me, <laughs> or three, because I don't want to seem like a jerk, but on, on the Twitter, nobody, and unless they know you, like, nobody knows you. Right? Some of the, a lot of followers that I have on Twitter, I've never met. Right. They wouldn't pick me up off the street. Like, they wouldn't be able to say, oh, that's... Another shameless plug on the Twitter that's C A Crow right like nobody knows that yeah so I can say what I want and if I wanted to ruffle your feathers I'm gonna ruffle your feathers and it's okay if I want to completely bash a, a denomination because um, I I don't necessarily agree with them or I think that they're too chauvinistic then I can do that and I, and we know people that do that and I. And you're not going to really lose credibility because if your church is primarily over the age of like forty, they're probably not on Twitter. I, I'll, I'll bump that up to fifty-five.
1: Probably not. Depending on the average, I think you're you're right. They're probably not.
0: The yeah,
1: you're probably not. They're they're probably so, not. I mean, they're definitely more on the on Facebook.
0: Yeah, you're not going to be held accountable by your flock. Um, I remember during the, the last election cycle, uh, me and my senior pastor being called in and kind of, you know, got the, the smack on the wrist of don't be getting too political one-sided on your tweets or on your on your Facebook posts because you could really turn some people off in the church. Um, and we said, okay. And then they're like, but none of them are on Twitter. So if you need to vent yeah, on Twitter. And it's like, so we're not being held accountable. right? We can say what we want. We can, you know, and if it hurts somebody's feelings, who cares, right? And, and so let's, let's look at the other end of that safety component because we see it happen far too often, um, we are no longer above reproach because we get put in some pretty bad situations. Temptation comes a call in and it's easier to fall in because nobody will know.
1: Right. And then, you know, later on in, in Proverbs 18, when you talk about politics, it maybe me think of this. So so verses six and seven in Proverbs 18, in Proverbs 18 say that, a fool's lips walk into a fight and his mouth invites a beating a fool's mouth is his ruin and his lips are a snare to his soul so i mean i don't know if you know anybody i I do know some of these people that i i know and i used to interact with and i knew personally but on social media that they they invited a virtual or verbal beating like they especially when it came to politics you know that you know, they they shared their opinion or something with hateful and derogatory comments about a specific politician. And they know they they know that it was going to make the people they knew in their circles very angry. And I never understood what what was the worth of that. Did the, the, they really have to say that publicly? And, and, you know, and even for myself, I remember so that the 2016 election cycle and really early on in the primaries, I... I uh, caller, <laughs> <laughs> it's my dad calling into the show. <laughs> the only thing is, if I told my dad I'm going to put him on the air, my dad would have been like, What's a podcast? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I I remember I put a um, there was a candidate that I was supporting, and I had their bumper sticker on my car, and, and it really, I was really convicted that that I was. You know i was serving in a church and, and i ripped the bumper sticker off and i'm not saying this in any kind of bragging way or that i was above above any of this but it really hit me that i was in a position that i, I i'm fine i think there are i think there are biblical things and there there were there are biblical things that had political implications but the one thing i wanted to stay away from was anybody thinking that i was telling them they should vote like me for a specific person And so I've always kept that kind of quiet about who I vote for. And I think there are certain issues that, you know, that are definitely biblical issues that have political implications that we could talk about. And it's not being political.
0: Yeah, I will, um, you know, and I'll admit, I uh, have not always been on the right side of social media in my pastoral role. I've been the guy that has tried to poke the bear um i you know and i i regret it uh i i feel pretty horrible with some of the the way i handled some things on the the different social media apps
1: oh me too I'm, i'm with you on that
0: so to answer your question should pastors have social media uh yes yeah i think they should um If you were like me, um, I didn't live by my family until, you know, three months ago. And so that's how I kept up, right? Absolutely. After my oldest child was born, uh, before my grandmother died, if I didn't post a new picture, because that was, you know, if I didn't post a new picture on Facebook, every other day, I was getting a phone call from my grandmother or my mother, for that matter. Where's that baby at?
1: And and I... I think in that context, it's fine, right? I think if you're using it for family and old friends and it's kind of private, I, I don't see a problem with that. Me.
0: Don't you interrupt me. I wasn't done. But also, I think, again, it's a tool in our belt that we can use to sure. push the possible. Yeah. However, if we abuse that tool, people are going to get hurt. And I we see it way more often than we'd like to admit it. We have the the big name pastors who come out and and give a hot take just to give a hot take, right? Um, in order to, to stir it, we have no name pastors who want to be big name pastors.
1: Yes, everybody wants to be the rock star pastor.
0: You know, some of us just aren't the rock star, and I, and I'm maybe the no name pastor is a bad phrase, right? Because to God we are all rock stars, right? He definitely loves us, but. You know what I mean. And then you have the the guy who doesn't want... He just wants to poke the bear to poke the bear. And so I think, yes, we need them. Um, you know, I use my TikTok as an outreach generally. Uh, occasionally, my kids will be in them, but mostly it's outreach. Uh, again, YP underscore Andy. Um, but we have to have a safety on that, that mechanism, right. To kind of keep us in check. We have to have friends that we trust. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because social media can be so isolating too. In itself.
0: You know, I need you to come at me and say, Hey Andy, that was pretty stupid. Go take that down. Or that was dumb. What were you thinking? And let's talk through that. And then we can be like, Oh, maybe it's not as bad or no, no, still go, go take that down. Right. You've got to have parameters. You've got to have backup.
1: Well, and words are powerful. And it makes me think again, I I think Proverbs 18 might be the, uh, the social media scripture, go through Proverbs 18 and uh, verse four says the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. So I think if you think about what you're going to tweet or post or record Right. That if you strive to be a wise presence online, if you let your words and and the things you're going to share be refreshing and life giving and and washed in the heart of Christ, I think words are powerful and and they can either heal or they can destroy, or they can make you laugh or make you cry. Right. So I think if we choose our words wisely, what's that?
0: Cry and laugh at the same time.
1: <laughs> I think if we choose our words wisely. I think that's a a good word for us to to use. I think everybody, if you're, if you're engaged, if you're a ministry or maybe even, it doesn't even matter if you're a ministry, if you're engaged widely in social media, that might be a verse to put in a sticky note on, on your desk and just, you know, be, be a bubbling brook and not be a bear poker.
0: Also be careful who and what slides into your DMs or what DMs you slide into.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even know that terminology. I'm old. I'd have to, I had to I, I had to look that up at one point because I, I saw it on a TV show and I was like, what does that even mean? And I was like, I regretted looking it up.
0: You should. Um, and so I equivalent DMs, unless you absolutely know them. Um, I equivalent DMs to two o'clock in the morning. Nothing good happens after two in the morning.
1: You're more generous. Don't my again. grandmother told me after midnight. Nothing good happens after midnight.
0: <laughs> I may have got the quote. It's from How I Met Your Mother, great show. Oh. There's a whole episode on that. How nothing good happens after two My days.
1: grandmother used to beat that into me when I was a kid.
0: Man, my grandma delivered newspapers over during that time frame. So yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of time with her driving up and down the roads, like throwing newspapers at houses and uh, I can attest that the people that I saw out nothing good happened.
1: Oh yeah. So,
0: but yeah. Just so, if you're going to use it use it for the right reasons and set those safety parameters, man, I can't I can't say it enough. Students who are listening for some reason if you're listening to this, be smart. Be safe. Because there are a lot of things that go on on social media that you think, "Oh, that'll never happen to me," and now I went ahead and put dad pants on. (laughs) Like, "Oh, it'll never happen to me." It will. It will. Be safe. Be smart.
1: That's that's a good word. Be safe and be smart. Not just even for students, but for you know, I I I know two older women. You know, one just barely middle-aged, and one definitely a senior who've lost thousands of dollars because of people who slid into their DMs. Hey, look at you using the term. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good word. So, what's been good for you? What's uh, what have been watching? What what kind of what kind of recommendations do you have? What's been uh, you know, the Mets are still holding out on the Braves at this point. At recording, we we're a half a game ahead of you, so coming for you. We are coming for you. This this um, next week, I will be in complete and utter tears as I watched 37,000 times Mike Piazza's home run on September 21st, 2001. The first game back after 9-11. So I will be a,
0: <laughs>
1: will be a basket case. <laughs>
0: that is the only time I was ever okay with losing to the Mets.
1: <laughs> and Mikey P.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mikey P, man. that And that gets me. Um, yeah, so I podcasts were never my thing until we started this. I never really listened to them, um, but I've been listening to um, Joe Thorne's podcast.
1: Oh, Doctrine and Devotion. That's a good one.
0: And that's such a, It's very uplifting to me uh, to be able to go on and listen to them. Um, as far as watching, Ashley's never seen The Office. And so we started that together because I think it's hilarious and I don't know that she'd watch it without me until I watched her giggle at it.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm going to so hold her feet to the fire on that. She
0: loves it. She, I mean, absolutely loves it. So, yeah, Doctrine and it couldn't be further from things, but Doctrine and Devotion. No, because
1: Jimmy drops a lot of office quotes on Doctrine and Devotion, much um, to Joe's chagrin.
0: I also <laughs> got really bored during my two month unemployment span, and I rewatched the entire series of boy meets world because i missed my childhood um and so just watching that you can get a lot of gospel implications from that show um as, as well as non-gospel things but it's there if you look for it so yeah that's that's been me what about you what you got
1: um you know i, I continually I, I i don't know i'm at a point where it seems like i don't like anything new so I, I do end up endlessly watching The Office at some point when I fall asleep for, like, I don't know, the two the 2000th time. Um, I watched the last Jurassic World movie on Friday. Whatever wow. Jurassic World to me, that is hot garbage.
0: I was going to ask you your thoughts. And then I,
1: I made the mistake of watching the extended cut, which made it over three hours or barely three hours. And I was like, oh, this did not make it any better. It probably made it worse. And I'll never watch the original cut to see because – <clears throat> the so, the dinosaurs I, looked good everything else was garbage
0: so i read a lot of people that it was hot garbage and i was like well generally if the reports are like that they're they're not yeah. so we went um and first of all the theater here has the reclining seats and i'm like oh not yeah used nice i'll never go back um but so we went and watched it and the nostalgia part of it was good like it was reminded- good for a minute
1: you saw yes. the old characters, the can of Barbasol that uh, Campbell Scott's character is putting in the bag. No, no spoiler. I mean, sorry about the spoiler <laughs> alert, but the nostalgia was great. But yeah, the,
0: the plot and the the acting and garbage. Oh, yeah. I totally agree.
1: And I've been reading this book, this Rediscovered Church, why the Body of Christ is Essential by Colin Hansen and Jonathan Lehman, and it really comes from a post-COVID take, but I, I think you can remove COVID from it and it's really good. And I'm going through it with a small group of church members. I think it's a it's a good book. I'll I'll send you a copy. I have a few. I have a few on my shelf. Yeah. I got a couple of books I gotta send you.
0: So also to those who are repeat listeners, we need a sign off phrase. So if you can think of any good ones, hit us on our Twitter.
1: I've got Check. one for tonight.
0: What is our Twitter?
1: Our Twitter is at hill hipster pod. So at hill hipster pod, and you can tweet us. Um, I was thinking about something. So yeah, if you have a sign up for a uh, sign off for us, hit us up at, out at, at hill hipster pod on Twitter. Um, I was thinking we had an email address that I set up when we originally thought of this, but I've got to go back through my notes and see if I did or not, but we are on don't, Regardless of what we talked about on social media, we are on Twitter at at Hill Hipster Pod. And anything else, Andy, last word? Be good. Be safe. All right. Leave the gun and take the cannoli. We're out of here. Till next time. Later.